All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Botiz Progressives Abroad. And we're just a few days away from the election. So we wanted to, we wanted to uh, squeeze one more sausage out there. Uh, vegan sausage, of course, at least on this side of the microphone. Um, and uh, we got uh, our good old friend, Lee J. The Bull Moose Progressive, who has actually moved across uh, many ponds since we've last spoken. Where are you now, Lee Jay? I'm in Poland right now, and I was going to say, as far as vegan sausages goes, I don't think that's allowed here in the land of kielbasa. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what's actually really funny is that, I mean, all of these countries, because, you know, I got a lot of strong connections with Lithuania and, like, the East and stuff like that. All these countries, you know, they're very um, crafty, like, you know, producing a lot of food products. And there is actually a considerable amount of vegan substitute food products coming out of like Lithuania, Poland, Czech Republic, these places, Germany, all these kinds of places. So it is, they're, they're interestingly enough, I would say more than places like where I'm at here in Norway, they're keeping up with the times and like the market kind of, it's interesting. Well, I definitely have to do a better search because they definitely are proud of their sausage and meat oh, stick yeah. products out here. No. So, oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, and and I mean, and and they always will be, of course. Like it's a uh, it's a part of the uh, the the roots and the basis of these mostly these you know farming societies that have been around for a long time. So, it's uh it's interesting, but uh, yeah. So uh, you're in Poland now. Last time we talked to you, you were in Taiwan. So you've moved over. I guess you got a, a new job. Job. No That's job, great. You Welcome know, just, to Europe. Just continuing the journey. And I, I, I'll keep saying this to everyone. Like Taiwan is an amazing country. I had a great time. But I and I feel like that's that definitely is a country I could see myself like living long term in, maybe even having a family. But I'm not ready to settle down yet. And I wanted to come to Europe and see what that's like before I decide to do anything uh, like long term. But Taiwan is right, yeah. great. Like I said, got great health care, great education. But, you know, it's still more of the world to see. And I am actually worried about what might happen with uh, China. But that, that could be like a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can yeah, have later. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we should. I think what there's going to be, I think, especially after the election, there's going to be we're going to definitely see in the new in, in whatever whatever new era we end up in or just a continuation of, of where we are now. Um, I think either, no matter who wins, it's just going to be a general continuation of where we are now. But um, but uh, there's going to be a lot more talk about China in the future. So I think we'll get we're going to have to get you on to, to really uh, get us in on that Taiwan perspective because it's a very unique perspective. But now where we are, we're at the precipice of I don't know nothing, everything. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the election that's what's coming up in the next uh, couple days and you might even be listening to this after the election so it'll be kind of funny to uh, look back at what we have to say today but I think first big question I was talking you know uh, about uh, oh and by the way before we get in I should mention everybody this uh, Lee J is the, the known on on Twitter and other places at the Bull Moose Progressive so you should definitely follow him on there and uh, check out some of his podcasts that he's been churning out I know not so many lately since you've been kind of traveling but uh, but uh, definitely follow him on there like so so one question that I've been mulling over my mind, uh, and uh, I've had some people approach me recently, because uh, 
why is this election or why are people living outside the United States so concerned with U.S. politics? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's, to, that's like almost too simple of a question. Like to me. I, yeah, well, for us. Yeah. yeah. For us, I mean, we sit here and talk about this stuff all the time. But yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I have to I'd like it does kind of break my brain a little bit when somebody asks me this question. But I think it's actually uh, a good question to try and like answer because I, I, it does surprise me that people a lot of I've even had people here like in Norway like Americans living in Norway also like asking me like why you know why 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 do people out here care so much you know what I mean so what, what do you think what, what's your like first reaction well yeah like I said I also kind of like broke my brain a little bit just thinking yeah. about the question but I guess I'll give two answers like uh some people if Americans move away I could understand why they could easily or be justified in just giving up or not caring. I mean, most Americans in general don't care about politics until the election. That's why a lot of people on whatever political party get pissed off when the election happens, because, you know, most of the people who vote don't really even pay attention until they're voting. So it's a whole other conversation. But on my side, the way I see it is like, as much as it is an adventure living internationally, like half of it even when I started, half of it was sense of adventure and half of it was desperation. Like couldn't get a decent job, but I'm also the kind of person that knows I can get up and go anywhere in the world. So to put it bluntly or simply as simplistically as possible, I still care about American politics because I want the United States to be a country that I want to and am able to go back to. Someday. That's right. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's really all you need to say. Like, I want, I don't want to have to say I can't live in the United States for whether it's for, you know, economic or healthcare. And I will put it this way bluntly. I always tell people, and I, it's like, I'm always half kidding, but, you know, there's always a, some truth in a joke. And I always just tell them, it's like, what's going on? It's just like, look, I want to, if I, if I actually manage to, responsibly or, or actually can afford to have kids and find a woman weird enough willing to marry me. I always tell them, <laughs> yeah, right. I always tell them three things. I want them, my kids to grow up in a country where they don't have to go into debt to get education, that they don't have to file medical bankruptcy if they have any healthcare problems and they won't get shot going to school. That's it. And to me, and as you know, experience personally, like it's not that hard to get and the problem is I don't want to go too off the rails here, but I decided years ago that like, I guess if I have an ideology or political philosophy, it's social democracy. And I assume you living in Norway, at least as far as I understand, that's pretty much their model. And, you know, people are always arguing on the internet, like you're either super right wing, you're a communist. And I always feel like social democracies, that's actually the real center of the political mm. spectrum. So yeah, it's never, not so it's, right. it's not radical at all. Right. It's not. It's it's actually and, and and people would be very surprised. I think this is you know something that you know if you do live around you know the world and you try out living in different places, um, you do get to know you know the different kinds of systems that exist. You know what I mean? And the like the majority of the countries that I have lived in, we're talking uh, Italy, Germany, Norway. Uh, UK, uh, Korea, all of these countries, you know, gravitate around somewhere in the sphere of, you know, a social democracy, or at least, I mean, to even to even like zoom out a little bit more, like sometimes I do get, I sometimes I do think that we should, 
it's important to use these terms like socialism, democracy, these, you know, kind of simple political terms. But on the other hand, you say, okay, what does that mean really? Like, you know, I, I would get kind of a little irritated when I'd have to, when I'd listen to Bernie Sanders and hear him like go on and on and on and on about social democracy and stuff like that. Cause I'd be like, you're still, people still don't understand these terms and well, that's well, his, the you know, education system. But, uh, uh, but what I'm thinking is, is that basically what we're talking about is like countries that where the country who's being kind of the manager of the people are, you know, using the taxes that the people pay to, uh, you know, give them what they need, some good infrastructure, some good health care, some good education, and, you know, let them go about and do the things as they will, you know? Yeah, well, and again, like being in Taiwan, I don't even know if Taiwan is even necessarily considered a social democracy per se, but it certainly, you know, it certainly uh, functions like one. Like I said, healthcare. I mean, it's like a national health system, so they take a little bit out of money, out of your pay, and then you basically, like I get, I always tell people, I went to like a private dentist for like, get teeth cleaned for like a dollar fifty US, mm-hmm. and you can go to a doctor in Taiwan with the health insurance, uh, get, you know, go without appointment, see the doctor, get blood test, urine test, get all your medicine, and only costs about like six US dollars. Even when I didn't, even when I was leaving and my insurance, my national insurance ended, I went to the doctor just to get some extra medicine before I left. Even without insurance, I got two months of my medicine from like 40 bucks. So mm. why, yeah. why is it that way there and not in the United States? Like there's no l- legitimate reason except for profiteering off of medi- uh, medicine and healthcare. Basically. Yeah. And I think that's like a big difference. Like if I was going to explain, uh, I know, I know, I know somehow we got over here cause our question was about the election, but, but still, even still, uh, I think that, you know, if I was going to have to explain, like kind of flip the script and like try to explain, you know, how could you have a, a, a system like we have here in Norway, you know, the social democracy, like put that in like capitalistic terms. It's like, well, basically, I mean, I'm no capitalist and that's a whole other episode, but like, you know, basically there is capitalism here. Like this is a capitalist society. It just happens to be that some of these things, basic human needs kind of stuff, yeah, like what they, the society has determined as a basic human need is a, is more regulated by the government, the, the managing body here, you know? Well, yeah, um, I was going to say, and, you know that phrase that people always say, whether it's like an American thing or even conservatives say, it's like, you got to lift yourself up by the bootstraps and make something of yourself. Well, mm-hmm. that's almost impossible for a bunch of people in the U.S. because they literally don't have the metaphorical uh, bootstraps. They People are barely surviving. I feel like social democratic countries actually give people the bare minimum to survive, to function, and to succeed. And it really does empower them to become more successful if they want. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people in America are already born like with economic or materialistic handicaps that are people in other countries don't have to deal with. Yeah. And and here, like if in a place like this, and I know in a place that like a lot of the other countries are into, like no matter what, like no matter who like you're going to be able to get by, you know, you're going to be able to get by. You're going to be able to like have some food. You don't have to sleep on the street unless you really want to, or unless like, you know, very, very strange situations, like very um, exceptional situations where that occurs, you know? So it's just like the, it's just the society gives you like a baseline. And then from there, you know, you know, whether you just want to really succeed and become the next Elon Musk, or if you just want to like get by and work at McDonald's, like well, everybody speaking, can get by. And speaking yeah. of that, and I actually have conversations with that with people wherever I go, whether it's Taiwan or here. And like, mm-hmm. I even had someone, you know, 
very casually having this conversation about like America and capitalism, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's like, it's in, in a lot of people's minds, the myth or they, you know, they call it the myth of the meritocracy or the American dream is that if you work hard enough, you, you can or will become the next Elon Musk, which clearly isn't true. Like he got, I'd say it's a lot of time. It's just pure luck. Obviously he's a smart guy and you could judge him on that whether or not, but the point is like, there is no guarantee for this supposed success that's achievable. Like they used to just say, work hard and you'll get ahead. And clearly, at least as far as I'm concerned, our generation learned the hard way that that's just not true. You can do everything right and still not come out with even, not even on top, but just enough to get by. Mm. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, with that said, let's bring something it. It's something hard for a lot of people to, I think, in a hyper capitalistic society like the United States to understand. But that's why we're here to basically talk about this every episode. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's trying to. That's why. That's why we're here. This is, this is basically trying to um, let people know. You well, know, and that's why now we can bring it back to the election. Why that's relevant? Yeah. Because, and I actually want to bring it back to something you said earlier about Bernie. Like, obviously. You know, I guess you can call Bernie my boy, Bernie is my homeboy, whatever you want to call him. Like, clearly he has uh, been the biggest spokesman for, like, progressivism, whatever you call it, leftism in the country, I'd say, for the last 50 years even. Mm-hmm. But I, him included, we could talk about his successes and failures if you want. But I would say, honestly, like, his biggest mistake, and this is what the Democrats always fail at all the time, is the marketing. When yep. he, yes. he, yeah, he, yes. he called himself a democratic socialist he already alienated like half of potential voters. Like they're, they're immediately, uh, yeah. they're immediately ref- like reflexive against that just by saying the word socialist, which again, policy wise, he's not even a democratic socialist. He's a social Democrat. Mm-hmm. That's another conversation we could have how democratic socialist has basically become a social Democrat in the United States. So again, they already failed at the marketing of their own term or ideology. Because, you know, it's like splitting hairs. But if AOC calls herself a democratic socialist when she's actually a social democrat, it's like, quote, it's making herself, quote, unquote, sound worse than she is. So, yeah, to me, I think that, the yeah. general I think the general point I'm getting at is like, even if somebody's listening right now, um, they, they might have said, oh, OK, social democrat, democrat. So, oh, man, you already lost me. But but the main point is, is like, what's your policy? Like, what what do you what, exactly. like? For, Fuck the screw the labels. You know what I mean? Like, wh- what do you? I don't care what team you play on. Like, what do you want? And it's funny because, uh, uh, um, you know, one thing, one question I posed out there a lot in the past like month or two. You know, I was waiting for like the kind of October surprise and just like kind of as a joke, like, but also seriously, I said, what would you do if right now Trump came out and said, you know what, I want to win this thing. I'm gonna offer Trump Care for all. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, it's a total, not a total, total bizarre, like never going to happen, I'm sure. But you never know. That man always pulling some tricks. And I'm like, what would people do if they were, because I mean, that, that, would, that would be pretty crazy. And, and, and that, because that would be a, a legitimate policy, like right. if it ever was. Well, like, and, he, and, let's, and that's the sad thing. Like, you know, I think people voted for him the first time because they thought they didn't know what they were going to get. Like, they, they, people were so desperate. Like, they knew Hillary was shitty. They knew what they were going to get. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's like Trump's an asshole, but he might throw some curveballs or two. And I think mm-hmm. people are, are realizing the buyer's remorse is that he, you know, aside from him being a, like a raging prick and tan, having tantrums and tweeting, he's more or less 
policy-wise govern just like a regular de- uh, Republican. All they managed to do is get the tax cut through. So it's like, what are we even fighting about? You know, like, because right now, even though we're in the middle of this pandemic and like basically an economic depression in all but name, only like millions of Americans out of work. Like if you notice this whole election, there's been like basically almost zero discussion on actual policy. Like you got Trump, you got Trump saying Biden's a socialist. He's going to be a socialist. You know, he's going to he's going to be a puppet of the radical left, which clearly isn't true. If you know his whole history in politics, he's actually mm-hmm. been a conservative uh, Democrat. He's actually his policies are basically a moderate Republican from the 80s. Like that's where that's the Democratic Party is today. So you got mm. Trump saying that Biden's a socialist, which isn't true. And all Biden's pitch basically right exactly and all biden's pitches is like trump's a bad man we need to bring like character and integrity back to uh the presidency but i'm not going to give you anything that'll make your life any better but vote for me because i won't tweet like that's it that's all i'm getting from these guys yeah he's not really yeah Yeah. i think it's like it's like the the old dead horse has been beaten a million times that man ain't offering anybody anything he's just not trump and like that's it you know and that's it like that's that's the only way that's the only way he would win like i I, i'm honestly if there wasn't a pandemic i always tell people most presidents get reelected statistically speaking like if the pandemic wasn't here i still i still think trump would have got it would have been like a shoe in for re-election Absolutely. But now, Absolutely. It, like that, but that shows how pathetic the Democrats are. That you need like a global pandemic, and like an asshole in chief just to you guys to barely maybe be certified to win. Like, because again, I mean, you know, obviously, at least I'm biased. You're probably biased too. But like the polls and statistics have said from the beginning, even from like 2016, if the Democrats just let Bernie, if they actually really wanted to guarantee to win, they should have gotten behind him, and he would have crushed. Because 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. if you analyze the policies that he like, if you take away the socialism label, you take away all the negative bullshit and you just ask Americans the policies, like, what do they want? Do they want universal health care? Do they want tuition free college? Do they want like cancellation of debt. Overwhelmingly, the American people are for those policies, but they've been like, whatever you want to say, like gaslit or propagandized to or just brainwashed by like media. That, oh, you can't do that because that's socialist. And then I say. Well, all those countries in Europe, I guess I should tell Norway they're living in a fascist or communist hellscape, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I always say, I always follow, I always tell people, I always follow the data. I don't even care about ideology necessarily. It's like, what are the most happiest countries in the world, at least according to the you know World Happiness Index? It's the Scandinavian countries, Norway, Denmark, Finland, all those. Like, I think Finland, at least last time I checked, was considered the least corrupt country in the world. Like, that's a country I want to live in, not in a mm-hmm. country where... Again, I think it was like a Harvard study said that uh, the American people have zero impact, like literally statistically proven zero impact on policy that's affected mm. by the government. So, well, yeah, I mean, I was just walking around. Uh, we, were, we were taking a walk today, like, you know, outside. It's like Sunday. It's like raining. Like most things are kind of closed. It's kind of cold. It's kind of dreary. You know, and by the way, most things are kind of closed because a lot of European countries, they close everything on Sundays. Just to, yep, like, same. That sure. was a shock to learn in Poland. Everybody I, I, I was taking told. A, I wish I was yeah, <laughs> everybody's taking a rest you know like and um 
And um, yeah, and, and we were just like sitting there, we were saying, well, isn't it funny that in such a dreary, like rainy, cold place half the year, like, yeah, we're considered one of like the happiest countries in the world. And what they mean by happy and how they measure happiness is, is not really everybody's walking around with a smile. They, what they, what they measure is they measure um, the, di- like the distance between um, the richest people and um, the, the poorest people in society and how, what is the distance from them receiving, you know, um, basic needs, um, basic needs being satisfied, like right. healthcare, 100%. like, you know, um, uh, a place to live and stuff like that. And, and, and here it's virtually the same across the board. You know what I mean? Maybe some people are a little wealthier than others. Some people can go on a little bit more vacation than others, but there's, you have a very little, small amount of people that are living in like abject poverty and like on the streets and, and stress and, you know, so hard. And, and if you are stressing hard, then you can go seek help for that. You know what I mean? So that's, the, and I mean, that's I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I guess the point is that the majority of Norwegians aren't worried about being homeless when they have to file medical bankruptcy. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. these, like these aren't yeah. even concepts that they have to deal with. Like, and that's, I, and that's, yeah, I have a hard time explaining that to people. I'm saying just literally like living. I mean, dude, even though I live here, even though I live here, I still know that like there could you never know like there could be a day where I like have to go back to the United States and be in that situation because that's my passport that's my right. that's my citizenship like that's where I'm from so even if people always say oh yeah go, go, going back wrapping it around back to our like original original uh, topic here you know people are like oh why is it so important for you to like you know sit out there and you know a lot of people have this 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 theme like you just move away and you're just like either traveling or something like that and why is it so important to you you live over in the happiest country in the world or whatever and um and it's very important. It's important on a personal level because you say, well, that's my country. First of all, like you said, I'd like to move back there someday. Uh, and um, I'm literally kind of out here, not waiting, but just trying to survive in the world. You know, I left the United States at a time when there were no jobs. I was in poverty. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, it just happened to lead me here by random by random but um nonetheless uh it's important because you say that's where i'm from and not only is that where i'm from but united i think the most important point is people don't realize how what a huge impact the politics of the united states has on the rest of the world right i mean like yes this is insane i mean dude and it's crazy too especially with the rise of trump it's not just a u.s movement i don't know if i sent you this video earlier today if not i'll have to send it to you of uh of like in Lithuania, like there's mad Trump support in Lithuania. There's mad Trump support in Poland. Yeah, they're well, doing these Poland like is- Trump rally rollouts, yeah. and they're like pickup trucks and stuff, like you know, trolling people, and like they're projecting in the capital of Vilnius right now. They're like projecting Trump's name on the side of the freaking uh, fortress. <laughs> like, well, yeah, we can talk about that. And obviously, Poland is really right wing government. They just did that whole. They just banned abortion pretty much completely. And that's a whole other conversation. But I even want to make a point of saying like, even Taiwan has strong Trump supporters there who are Taiwanese. Definitely. But yeah. that's again, because they think he's like tough on China. But again, this is, I, I feel like the real issue is it's almost impossible to have any real conversations because mm-hmm. like, it seems like at least back in the day, at least it seemed like the majority of politicians were actually doing it because they actually cared or they actually believed in something or they actually tried, even if it was bad, like even if they were like conservative Republicans, at least I thought they were doing what they thought was the right thing to do. But now it just seems that everything is all done in bad faith. And it's just about, you know, getting that lobbyist check. And I feel like that's the issue. Cause like when, at least when it comes to Taiwan, like, I feel like, 
I honestly don't feel like whoever's president, I really don't feel like they would actually do anything to help Taiwan if China did anything. Mm. But yeah, to keep bringing, yeah, I don't want to get off too uh, off topic. Let's keep bringing it back. That, that's definitely something yeah. I'd like to talk about in the future because I, I have, I think the future of that region is going to be very. Uh, it's going to be that is going to be such that is going to be an increasingly politicized region in the future. Yes, we're, that's totally off the radar. People aren't even thinking about that right now. Right. Let's get let's let's talk a little bit about. No, yeah, uh, and, let's talk about the election because yeah. I'm going to. I'll be completely open with you about how I voted because. I don't. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I know how you voted. Yeah, let's let's talk about because we're both on the 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 you know I would say the the left uh, you know progressive. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. Like I, said, I don't. Uh, and that's also an issue. Before we get that, yeah, I can I definitely consider myself a progressive. I think the term liberal, at least in American politics, has become a very narrow and specific uh, mm-hmm. definition. Like liberal again, liberals are people who like pretend to care and are and are happy as long as they get to go to brunch you know what i mean like uh-huh. they and it's all that virtue signaling and anti-politics stuff progressives on the other hand are the ones the way i see it are actually trying to institute policy that actually helps people like liberals have their all their fights are on the the uh, symbolism and you know like mm. you know the words we can say or you know yeah but Maybe. Yeah. And yeah, and like, I think like, again, like, I think it's like kind of hard to use this terminology because it means so much to like different people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I mean, especially when you just think about like, what does the word, you know, you know, liberal, this like the word, like, like if you, you know, deep a politicize the word, like being liberal, like, you know, a lot of people feel like they're liberal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I'm liberal. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy if people do whatever they want and stuff. So it's just kind of, I just know from talking to a lot of people about this, like people that are more, I would say like politically engaged, like we are, it means different things. And uh, when I talk to like the, a lot of average voters that aren't so politically engaged, they think liberal means something very different. You know what I mean? Like, it's more just like, all right, what is liberal? I mean, it means I'm happy everybody does whatever they want. You know what I mean? Almost like a libertarian or something like that, like a libertarian light, you know, or something like this. So it is kind of hard. But I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, what are we? So uh, let me set the stage here. So what I'm interested in is that, you know, I know uh, we're we're all on Twitter and social media and, 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 and probably keeping involved in a lot of the political commentary on the left. And there does seem to be like a big split and fractioning on the left right now and i would say coming from like lots of angles like they we have our you know um blue no matter who uh, i guess we'd say like wine moms and stuff like that you know brunch liberals whatever you want to call it and then we have like um the you know very like vehemently against like ever voting for biden people we have the people who are like you know um they they're, they're like making amends with the fact that like this is the only choice we have right now so i mean we've got a lot of this going on the fractioning of this kind of left that would you would normally think would you know vote in a certain direction um so yeah so what about you like what's your what's your story over here well yeah i mean i'll try to be uh, i'll start off simple and then feel free to ask some questions <laughs> but yeah i was gonna say there are some i guess prominent progressives that will say i guess i'll say like michael moore or like uh cornell west and even chomsky basically saying like at least they're saying yeah biden sucks but yeah, we have to vote. You have to vote for him to save the, you know, like we have to save the country from fascism, basically, and this, that and the other thing. And maybe we'll push him to the left. Probably not. Probably not going to happen. But it's like all these arguments are pointless if we if fascism wins, which 
I understand. At least that's a respectable opinion. A lot of people, like quote unquote liberals, they're always they're trying to tell us like, oh, Joe and Kamala are secretly progressive, and they're going to do all these progressive things. It's like, yeah, don't lie to me. Don't tr- don't you There's can't no evidence yeah. of that. <laughs> Bullshit. Like I was Kamala Harris is the most progressive senator. Yeah. You know, like I was, it's I was saying, that was the interview during sixty minutes, and they had her say like, you've been rated the number one most liberal senator. It's like. Is this it's like is this a fucking joke? Like are you now are you guys just pretending that Bernie Sanders is already dead? Like you know what I'm saying? Like they don't even acknowledge his existence and how's she? Oh, yeah, because he's a because he's an independent senator. Yeah, how's she so, like, the they most? Don't include him in like, the not even Elizabeth Warren. Like how is she the most? So it's like, and that's when I'm talking about the symbolism. Like they're selling. Like and that's why it's so it's just so frustrating. Like everybody, it's all fake marketing. Like here uh-huh. the, here Joe Biden and Kamala are presenting themselves as more progressive than they really are. And then mm-hmm. the real progressives know that they're not. And then you have Trump and Republicans saying that they're all socialists, which they're clearly not, you know, and it's just, that's what's so frustrating. And I want to say the whole thing, like the issue with politics, like you said, like these terms kind of lose all meaning. Like when, when all you have is two choices, like you either liberal or conservative, you either red versus blue. And I just want to say one thing, even that red versus blue thing pisses me off so much. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Absolutely. you know why? Because for like a hundred years, the color red was synonymous with leftism. You know, back. Yeah, in, I know, right? dude. I was just talking like, about this earlier how, today. Yeah. How the fuck did we get that wrong? That just pissed uh-huh. me off so much. <laughs> so, like, because that was in 2000 election, the news media decided that when they were doing the whole recount bullshit, that Republicans mm-hmm. were red and Democrats are blue. It's like we couldn't even get that right. You know what I mean? It just pisses me off. So it, it, and that adds to the confusion because now people are like, vote red and like better dead than red. And it's like, well, if you're talking about Republican, yes, even though red was synonymous with like socialism for 100 years. Mm. But yeah, anyways, just want to get that out of the way. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to wrangle this back yeah, in for a second. Please, so please. I think I think uh, I I'm going to say I, I I chose and for, for a variety of reasons, a very painstaking uh, thinking about it for a long time. I did choose to vote for Joe Biden. I know a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are listening, but if there were a lot of people out there listening, a lot of people would throw some hate on me for that. Um, and I think you did not. And the, this is the kind of like classic, like I would say, scenario that we're starting to see on on that side of, let's say, on, on, on like left Twitter or whatever, you know what I mean? Like something like that. You know, we're seeing a lot of this, um, you know, not everybody like. Yeah. So so what, like what what went into your like thinking about this? Well, here, well here's, here's I'll just say what I would have what I would have said to you before mm-hmm. I knew what you voted. I would have encouraged you to vote your conscience and would have yeah. encouraged you to vote for maybe someone who actually more aligns with your values and your policies. But the fact that you are. A Florida voter, yeah. That, I'd be like, I get that. Like that. Yeah. Means, that means you might actually make a difference, and that's a te- that's a segue onto my story because I, I told you before uh, recording that I was in living in Florida during mm-hmm. the 2000 election as a 14 year old boy, and I got to see that stuff firsthand. That's actually what first got me interested in politics because I was in like the thick of like this just bullshit storm. Me too, dude. I was there. Yeah. I was right there, dude. I was, dude, like I literally would ride the bus every day past the Palm Beach County Board of Elections and see all the 
crazy shit like protests outside yeah. and everything i was there at my high school jesse jackson came and we all walked from my we, we were right downtown we walked from my my house uh no sorry my school to the courthouse <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i was like right there all the hanging chads and everything oh, like that. God. yeah it's so, so yeah so yeah i mean but the important thing about that is like yeah i mean the florida the florida situation i mean you know just just to back up a little bit about my decision making that I'm by no means a a blue no matter who I mean if you listen to this podcast you know that I by no means a uh, a Biden supporter or uh in, in and people say oh but you voted for Biden but um it, it's something I had to think about a lot you know what I mean I thought yeah you know what I'm in a it, I'm in a swing state and I had to really ask myself in this situation like I really had to boil it down I said in this situation what can I do with my vote right now. Now, if I was in, if I was in like California, if I was in Massachusetts, if I was in like New York or something like that, I would probably say, oh, well, I know this is going to be whatever anyways. Like, uh, I'm not, you know, it's going to probably swing to the blue anyways. Um, so, or maybe if you were in like a, a state where you knew it was going to swing red and there's like no chance your Biden vote would do any good anyways, then you'd want to support like a third party to like help them get numbers and maybe get more funding in the future and stuff like that. But in a Florida state, I said, what is, what is my choice here really? Like I, I just, I, what can, what is the, the maximum outcome of my vote right now? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I do fucking hate Trump and he's a piece of shit. And like, if I was, and if I was, if I, if he does, I mean, his, I can narrow down, of course, policies that, you know, Biden and other Democratic, um, Democratic uh, administrations have uh, used to uh, make all of our lives his, uh, uh, more tougher. Um, but at the same time, I can narrow down some things that Trump's done to make my life, like with immigration policies and stuff like that, that have like directly affected me and my family. And like, and on top of that, like the dude just sucks balls and like, <laughs> like, like and like like really at the end of the day i'm like i can't do anything with this vote is pretty useless you know what i mean like either i vote to try to get donald trump out of office who i do hate and like i don't want to have to listen to to another four years and like also like like um you know if i was high i was i put it in this scenario because i like hire a lot of people at the job i was working at here and i was like if i I've been in the situation before where I've had somebody that's doing an awful job. I have to ask them to leave and I have to hire somebody else in the middle of the tour season. It might not be the best person, but it's definitely not that person that was screwing everything up at work, you know? So that's basically at the end my reasoning, but by no means do I shame like people for like, you know, um, voting. Yeah. Like you said, like your conscience or whatever, like in the end. Yeah. That's where at the end, that was like where my conscience was at in that particular situation of like outcome, like what could be the outcome of this vote? you know right so on the flip on the flip side of that so obviously i'll just pull it back a little bit so my father was a you know protester activist (laughs) during the 70s 60s 70s i'd say 70 i think he graduated college like 1972 so Mm -hmm. he he was actually proactive like protests sit-ins all that stuff so obviously he comes from a very distinct and uh, distinct political perspective. And he, at least he always raised me with the notion that like, yeah, re- like I'll never vote Republican, but the Democrats are barely any better. So that's always been like mm-hmm. a mindset I've had. And I've always, and I always tell people like, and I'm, you know, I'm having my census bullshit, like Twitter arguments, people, people just assume like, Oh, you don't, you stupid Democrats always. I was like, Hey, back up, pal. I'm not a Democrat. I've been a registered independent voter since I've been 18. 
Okay. Mm. So obviously I'm more progressive, but I'm not, I think both parties are bad for various reasons. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So like, I, again, I've been voting, I voted third party most of the time. So I don't, I never really felt any guilt or any, anything negative towards it. I'm just, like I said, this is my voice. It's all I really got. And I'm going to do what I think should be done. Like who, who has the policies for the America that I want to see. And it's not the Republicans, certainly not the Republicans and the Democrats. I mean, they lost their way a long time ago. We can talk about that. So yeah, long story short, I'm actually registered to vote in AOC's district in New York. So actually, so oh, nice. I voted green and I voted, um, for AOC. So I feel like that is how I, uh, how I voted. And honestly, I actually even considered voting socialist because they're actually, uh, it's a weird thing to do in this year. They're basically Howie Hawkins is running on multiple like left wing party affiliations. And they wrote, they had like a really good, uh, they on a socialist party USA website had a, uh, they basically had an open letter to Bernie Sanders and it said why you should vote for them. So, I almost did that, but I voted for green. Just like, look, uh, if I'm voting for green, that has the slightest chance of might making a difference. Like we get the green party to their 5%, then they'll get the federal funding, all that stuff. If I vote the socialist party, not only will it be completely useless and I might be on some list (laughs) somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, like I said, I I usually vote third party anyways. So it wasn't really that big of a, and again, it's in New York. So yeah. like, no one can really shame me, which is a whole thing that I think is stupid to begin with. But yeah, so long story short, yeah. just based on my upbringing and my previous voting habits, I voted Green Party for president. And I luckily at least got to vote for AOC for uh, Congress. Yeah, no, and this is good because I think this is really because what disturbs me, I mean, of course, I know it's kind of like, um, I mean, I have a couple different accounts, so I can kind of survey the landscape through like different algorithms online and then just like listening to different sources, both on all sides of this, all parts of the spectrum. But I mean, I just one thing that disturbs me a bit is that I see this like cannibalization of like the voters that should really be strategically like organizing, you know what I mean? Like, cause I agree, like, dude, I think that in New York, I mean, like whether you're voting, like whatever you're voting, just like purely your conscience, or if maybe your conscience leads you to like a strategic, um, vote or whatever. Cause like for me, like, yeah, like I, I wish I didn't have to vote for any of these people. And yeah, then the answer would be like third party, but in my particular situation and many other people will find themselves in these particular situations. Maybe this strategy is for a different, a different outcome. You know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, there's going to be, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, there's, there's basically one outcome, another outcome, and maybe a secondary or side outcome is also that some third parties will get like some more votes this time around if people decide to vote that way. But like, what I think is, is I see a lot of like cannibalization on the left of just like, I mean, there's voter shaming coming from all sides. There's these like disgusting, like blue, no matter who people that are just like, I can't believe you're supporting the Trump. He's the Hitler, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and then, and then on the other side, there's like, you know, people that are voting third party or not voting at all. And they're like, 
you know, hating on people who are, you know, choosing to vote for Democrats. It's like you're not a, you're not. Ne- it's more about like your reasoning. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of people that have no reasoning. They're just blindly voting and whatever. Like they should just ha- they should really just get out of the conversation. You know what I mean? And then there's people that are like blindly like, yeah, there's, there's like a lot of blind spots all over the place. And I think it's really good that, you know, people have more conversations like we're having right now. Like I totally like uh, understand you're, you're, you know, what, what, what you're saying. And I think you understand what I'm saying. And like I said, hundred percent, fa- like I said, the fact that you're in Florida, don't even need to, don't even need to say anything else. Like I totally agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like that. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, is like, and, but I, I can say, I can say this too, though. One thing I did become aware of uh, this time, cause I, I mean, I didn't want to vote for Hillary either. You know what I mean? But that time it was like, that time it was like, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump. And this, I, I admit it's like kind of the same thing this time, but, um, but um, at the end of the day, although I went through a lot more um, reflection this time around, you know what I mean? And um, but, I, you know, it's I, what I what I think is it's kind of sad in a way, like wh- what I've learned from a lot of this election coming up is it's kind of sad in a way that maybe people are so inactive politically that so many people feel that this one vote is one vote is kind of their voice you know what i mean because it is their your voice it is part of our voice like it is a very distinct part of our voice as voters but on the other hand there's so much more we need to be aware of you know what i mean and so and, and again this is not me saying like oh right after we get biden in then or right after you know no matter who wins this election it's just another day on the journey to you know pushing more progressive policies you know what i mean you can sit around and say oh, well it may somebody can sit around and project oh well a trump win will mean that just like further collapse of the system and uh then in 2024 or whatever or along the way or whatever or a biden win just means a lot of people are going to fall asleep and whatever okay, it's like okay whatever all of these things are strong possibilities but but at the same time it's like we people need to be more active on a you know daily basis as like the fabric of your life you know what i mean like not just get all hyped up when the election comes around, right. you know what I mean. I want to. I just. I, mean, I just want to say. I think the. I think the problem is with that is that, you know, I guess the the majority of Americans are so economically uh, insecure. That's like the most politi- mm-hmm. politically correct way to say it is most mm-hmm. people are just trying to survive, so they don't really have the time or motivation to be as politically engaged as they should. That's right. And even if they do then they just end up in their echo chambers. You know, whether you're watching just Fox News or American New- One American News Network or, you know, MSNBC, it's the same, you know, you just, it's like the feedback loop. So you're not doing any sort of like critical thinking. And that's why we mm-hmm. end up in this bullshit, like duopoly of, you know, red versus blue, Democrat, Republican. I mean, there's, like I said, there's people out there that will vote for, you know, I mean, will vote for anybody if it's got an R or a D next to their name. And that's the biggest problem at all. Like, remember, it was a couple of years ago, was that that Roy Moore guy from Alabama? He was basically like accused of like going after like underage girls or like yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he almost, he still almost won. And it was only apparently only because there's like record number of like black women came out to vote against him. But it's like, it just shows how strong and, you know, poisonous this blind partisanship is. So I feel like. And it's all, and it, unfortunately, they get into like the, it's not, I don't even know it's conspiratorial, but I just think, at least for me, looking in, having grown up, matured a lot, and realizing things and living overseas and looking back at the US from an outward perspective, 
uh, I think it's all like part of the, it's part, it's all intentional, basically, you know, keep everybody mm. poor and uneducated basically. And then you can get away with everything. I mean, that's how I see yeah. it. Why doesn't our country have a good education system? Why don't we want our people to be healthy? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just, to me, it's not that complicated. Everything, everything to me, it's all not complicated. I always, like I said, I always go for what's the data, what's the facts. And my favorite word, or one of my favorite words at least is nuance. And I feel like there's no nuance in politics anymore. You, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's um... blue, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. That's it. There's no, like... Like, you, you know, some people I know, I know, I uh, met a guy in Taiwan who's like, he considers himself a socialist, full on socialist, maybe even a communist, but he's like, but he wants a second amendment rights. You know, there's people out there. I feel like American politics is like, if you're a liberal conservative, you have to believe in these certain things only. And that's where mm-hmm. this rigidness and because both parties basically function is the same way, more or less, like the only real political discourse is about the which I call them bullshit social issues, which, you know, are, are I understand why they're important, but like I put it this way, the more we talk about the second amendment, which they're never going to repeal or abortion or like, you know, identity politics or Trump tweets, the more we focus on that, the more that basically we're allowing them to ignore the real meat and potatoes of policy that we are desperately in need to implement if our country is to survive. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Nuance, man. I say it all the time. We need more nuance, and it's really unfortunate. It's um, it's funny. I was listening to a writer who was uh, it's been like tra- you know a lot of these foreign reporters and stuff have been traveling around uh, United States recently, and you know reporting on the upcoming election. And this guy was saying, um, and 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 this guy was saying he was actually more like a conservative guy, but he said something really interesting. And he was just like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, I travel around and I talk to all these people, Trump people, you know, third party people, blah blah blah." And he said, "And the problem is that so many people just don't want to talk about their political views." And he's like, "And this guy was from the UK," and I was like, "You know, it's 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 so true. I have that problem a lot of the time. I, and I think it's maybe I don't know if it's less of a problem in our generation." Um, cause we just seem to be, I don't know. It seems to be easier, but still not like, it, I mean, it's a part of what you mentioned where people just, you know, a lot of times people just don't have the time or the resources, like mental resources to like dedicate towards, you know, going deeper into politics or deeper into policy and stuff like that. But it's also just kind of, I think in many ways, part of our, um, culture, at least coming from the States where a lot of people don't like to talk about politics to begin with like how many times have you heard i mean maybe it sounds like you grew up a little bit different too since your dad was like a avid activist but i mean i don't know i've heard it so many times like oh i don't want to get political oh i don't want to talk about politics you know like maybe you know this phrase i always tell this to people who aren't american either like in america at least what i remember growing up it's like there's a phrase there's three things you don't talk about at the dinner table uh sex politics or religion like, the, yes, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. you don't like if you want to have pleasant conversation or, you know, you don't bring these up because it's not that put it this way. I just feel like most people that I've experienced in America, like they're they have like yeah, this uh, critical thinking is out the window. And as soon as you bring up politics, people get emotional and very angry. Just, just that like, you're bringing it up. Yeah. Just bringing it up. It's like, oh, real. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just like and most people from my experience, you can't have a civil discussion anymore 
that's well because yeah. but it's also because uh, in general you know um in in general like you know a lot of people just don't have the practice the, the experience and the practice in having discussion, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like we just, we, we, you know, for example, the conversation that we're having right now, like, you know, um, although, you know, we, we, uh, voted differently, that's okay. We understand our reasonings why, and we sorted that out. But for a lot of people that would already, even on the left, that would already been like the end of the discussion. They'd been like, I can't talk to you. Like you're just support, you know, some people might say, Oh, well, you're just like supporting like the continuation of the, the, you know, the, the bullshit. And it's like, I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, you know, progressives will shit on you for voting for Biden, and then the liberals will shit on you for not actually liking Biden. You know what I mean? Like, there's exactly win. There's nothing. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm just like, yo, like, it's just, there's a lot more nuance to the situation. And I understand like all sides of the situation. I understand why these people just vote blue no matter who, and they don't want to care about it. I understand why these people are so vehemently uh, opposed because I am one of those people that is vehemently opposed to like a lot of the bullshit that's going on. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to make a choice and you got to like, think about it. And I think that's the problem is I think a lot of people just aren't thinking on, on all. I mean, uh, and it's funny, we're talking about all sides we're mostly talking about just like all sides of the left right now and then if you want to get to talk try to talk to your 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 right wing friends or your right wing family members and stuff like that or you know it's it, it's just almost impossible and it's actually really unfortunate like this guy was saying you know it's, it's unfortunate and he was saying the same thing because how do you ever get to a nuanced conversation about these issues if you can't even bring the topic up you know what i mean and this is really it's unfortunate you know well really and it, we've gotten worse and worse and worse and worse like i said because because of the lack of substance our politics has become and mm-hmm. i feel like it's a conflation i honestly feel like in a lot of ways is that you know a lot of it's it's actually american politics is like religion for a lot of people like mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't religious and there are a lot of people that are and some mm-hmm. people a lot of people aren't engaged in politics and a lot of people are and those people that are engaged in politics like it's not put this way for some people especially whether it's left or right like i know people like my friend's dad you'd say he's like Republican classic. Like he supports, he, he was against, he, my friend told me he was against Trump. He thought he was a clown, a, a, a buffoon, a moron. But as soon as he became the nominee, he like lockstep supports Trump because he's Republican. And that's what Fox News tells him to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the problem is, is that both of these, right now this election, like they both, these, this election is being both seen as such an existential issue like some people on the right supporting trump think if they vote for biden it's the end of the country as we know it and socialism communism will take over and people on the left think if trump wins and democracy's dead and we're gonna become fascists when they're both just like doddering old men who are just puppets for the real like the whatever military industrial complex whatever the point is is that it's not you know people need to like emotionally detach themselves from politics for it to be functional because Mm. It's become it's sometimes it's people's worldview their whole life. Like they have they can't not vote for Trump because they can't vote for the socialist Democrat. But this guy's a piece of shit, but he's a Republican. So it's like your whole some I see some people's whole worldview. What makes them who they are is centered in their politics. And again, like my friends, conservative dads, they're in their 60s and 70s. Like they're not going to change no matter how bad he is. Like they just their, their brain does not allow them to. It's like they can't admit to themselves that they were wrong. So yeah. that's how, and that's what happens with blind partisanship. 
is that it's yeah. a religion to some people the way I see it. And then it just comes to that. Some people just can't admit that they're wrong, you know, no matter how bad he is. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to add one thing I did have, uh, concluded after all of this is that um i'm definitely uh deregistering myself from the democratic party after all this after, like Good. tomorrow I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you to say that because like again i've been independent my whole life and i've never been a democrat and i definitely i mean i i've always said i would become a democrat if they had balls clearly they don't have balls and they don't want to get any balls anytime soon no it's like yeah i mean dude the thing is is like for me it's just really uh i, I had i i it, it's just i mean i've never i always felt like i'm an independent but you know i always kind of just like voted in that that persuasion but uh i'm seeing that it's becoming i think many people should deregister in this way like because it's just becoming it's becoming more toxic it's coming more and more toxic to show them that there's support you know like yeah well that's the scam it's like well no matter how shitty we are you have to vote for us because that guy is slightly shittier than we are and that's the scam so i mean obviously i understand why people are freaking out because they whatever trump however they feel but i mean going forward assuming there is a forward, who knows what's going to happen. But I just feel like going forward, like if Demo- if progressives stop voting for Democrats and that causes Republicans to win like Senate or congressional seats, then I'm like, then good. Then they should, I will say this, they should lose, 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 and lose until they're forced to adopt progressive uh, policy. Mm. That's basically how I see yeah. it. Yeah. I think I think the thing is that I, I, I also uh kind of think like that. Um I just think, you know, what really honestly, like uh, on a really global level too, just to like bring it back to the uh abroad uh, ideas, like, you know, one reason why I don't I don't really have I I, didn't, I would never say that I ha- I'm a I'm a participator in the Trump derangement syndrome um, because I'm pretty well aware that you know a lot of this stuff is just systemic you know the majority of all the, the, like like 99.9 percent of the problems that we have is just really structural and systemic but one thing I can say one thing that for me has always been really dangerous um, about Mr. Uh, Trumpy Doodles is that um, dude you can see the impact that it's having like um, culturally like on the world you know what I mean like it really is I mean in a way it's a, it's the foil of the let's say well, who, who said it once you know the, uh, voting for like Democrats like Hillary especially she was talking a lot about incremental change you know what yeah. I mean and even Biden uh, Ob- Obama oh Biden I don't know even that's like the same person uh, talking about incremental change and that's kind of the foil of that you know it's like cult complete like cultural like um like right you know collapse which is kind of like because trump's just such a cult of personality like for me he's just somebody that i want and i wanted since the beginning since 2015 i just didn't want him to take up time on the airwaves because he's um He's such a has such a negative. Well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, I mean, for me, that's my main reason at this point. Like I said, what can I do with this vote? And I said, that's if that's the best thing I can do with this vote, then I'm just going to do that because it's like I just culturally he's very dangerous. And it's you've seen it. You've seen the impact like over time. I mean, it's not just Trump. It's it's like, you know, um, right wing leaders in in, uh, populist right wing leaders in Poland and Hungary and France and Brazil. I mean, all over the place yeah, well, you know what i mean well, trump is the i call I've, I've said it before i call trump's the the winning model now he's yeah demonstrated that you can be like a loud mouth 
like yeah. idiot asshole, you know, you can use racist, I don't know, you know, whatever, describe him that way. But it's a winning model. He shows that you can be completely inexperienced and incompetent and all just like yeah. muster and strong men. It's a winning model now in the in the democratic world. So now this is Yeah, and that's a that's a little and that and that to me has always been very like um, you know, we, that that's definitely like there's a lot of things that need to be changed, but that's just like a big a big thing that you think you know, I don't even I think the problem is is that we we let that in the in the forefront, you know, we let that in the spotlight cuz now it's that that Trumpy virus that, you know, uh, all the conservative judges, the 400 or whatever, oh, you know, appointments that he made. Oh yeah, like the whole judge all this, thing that has and that's what the media pisses me off so much because that whole like that they basically like you know, they basically infected the federal judiciary with a bunch of like uh unqualified yeah. right wing extremists and that's more or less gotten like zero press coverage. Yeah. And like I said, this is kind of in a way, I mean, it, the the like, let's say the the Hillary, you know, Clinton, O'Biden uh, and, and, uh, and um, kind of incremental change. Like somebody said it was it was so great. It was like the the slow um like the slow, like it's like like the like the slow intoxication of incremental change. You know what I mean? Like you just like that's it's like for a lot of people that's just like good enough. You know what I mean? And this is also very toxic, extremely toxic, extremely dangerous, and and in in different ways, more structural ways that we don't see. More you know ways that you probably see you know more in Afghanistan and uh, you see in the impoverished parts of America than you than, than you know the average you know middle class voter. Uh, well, increasingly also the middle class. But, you know, the average voter is sees in front of their face. Trump is the he is the blam, like the big explosion at the end of the movie that everybody's like really concerned about. And then and at the same time, a lot of some people are really concerned about that big explosion at the end of the movie. And some people are really like digging that explosion at the end of the movie. And that's kind of what um, what is, you know, problematic about this particular situation, not to detract from the problematics of the other situations. But this one's easier to see. So, you know, we used to think, oh, maybe if we just don't let them in the office then that won't spread but now it spreads it's gonna be it's gonna be much harder to if ever to get that virus out there's like QAnon people running for congress and it's It's out of control possible that they might win like this way two things i want to say is like yeah i always tell i've been telling people like voting for trump is like shooting yourself in the face and and (laughs) voting for biden is like drinking the hemlock that's that Socrates had to drink. Like you're dead either way. Yeah. Do you care if it's faster or slower? That's just your person or, or whichever one works. That's just your personal preference. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I do think like, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like, a, I mean, I, I by no means think that like really much will change by a, by a Biden, a Biden win. I just think that, in, but I do think, yeah, it might, it, it might be like, a, um, especially culturally, like, I mean, if you can just get that big, big orange mofo off the screen you know what i mean like i mean i don't know he'll probably be on other screens well, and, that, and that's what i want to talk about because that's and that's a, and that's another scary thing too because here's the thing the democrats obviously have basically learned nothing from what mm-hmm. caused him to get elected in the first place they just think it was like an electoral fluke like hillary was a bad candidate she did all these things wrong she didn't have charisma like you know they're still blaming russia and the progressives whatever the point is the way I see it, you know, you could talk about the nuances, but generally speaking, like there's like he has this crazy 30 percent. But then he had like the other like normal people that voted for him is because the system was so broken and they were so desperate to they knew Like I said, they knew Hillary wasn't going to do anything different. Just continue the status quo. They were mm-hmm. so desperate for change. So they were willing to vote for that loudmouth asshole. So 
generally speaking, that's how I get like how I could see how a normal person who isn't just like, you know, conspiracy minded or racist or whatever. I could see how a struggling normal person living in the Midwest or in like a coal mining town got pissed off that the political class has done nothing to make their lives better. And this guy, even though he's a loud mouth liar, cheat, like, all, you know, I, like every ad- bad adjective in the book you could use to describe him basically, but he might be good. And he's, he basically hasn't done anything except he's made them feel like they have a voice. He, he, his, his, yep. his election was, I, I, I honestly call it, I call it the fuck you election. Like, yeah, it was it was it was basically like um very very similar to Brexit situation. Yeah, you know, very like yeah, similar protest, a lot of protest voting going on, and and a, and a considerable amount of people that actually identify with him. Right, so. and I guess the point I was trying to make is that in the end, the Democrats just thought it was like a fluke. They don't know why he that why they why they lost, why he won, and if Biden wins. It's going to be like they're going to think it's a referendum on their shitty neoliberalism that's basically killed our country, and mm. nothing. And, and if they lose, it's the progressives' fault. Even though I think that the libertarian probably will vote more, so they'll never learn from their lesson. And I will say, like I've been saying this for a while too, it's like the you know the the D- Democratic Party establishment of the DNC. I always say to them, it's like, look, they actually don't. They just want if Trump wasn't if Trump just shut the fuck up and didn't tweet and didn't insult, they would more or less be fine with most of his policies that he's done because it's basically neoliberalism on a little bit with an asshole in front of it. But Biden is going to go back to 2012 and all the people are thinking it's going to be fine, but it's just going to make things worse. So as long as the uh, what do they say? Oh, yeah. As long as their taxes are low. Their stocks are high and they can afford to send their kids to private school. These, you know, uh, brunch liberals don't really care who is president. That's right. And it's funny. I, I think uh, I just realized, uh, Lee J, that I got to wrap it up for today. Oh, yeah, uh, I got so much to say. <laughs> so much to say. We should do this again soon. Actually, what I wanted to say, um, I just wanted to uh, say that I think on Tuesday we're going to do a live stream. So if you want to uh, hop on there in the evening. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do with my with my I'm going to do with my friend, uh, my cousin that lives in uh, Colombia. So we can get a global live stream. Oh, absolutely. Going on. I'm, and we're the same yeah. time zone. Right. So we should that should work. Fine. Yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll probably be I don't know commenting on uh, what's uh, happening during the election day because it won't be quite over yet. But it'll be uh, it would be kind of funny to hop on there and I don't know have some beers or something and just see what's yeah, going let's, on. Let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Well, hey, thanks so much. Feel free to stick around for a minute after the, after the show. And thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for coming on today. Really, uh, from our first uh, our first um, our, uh, show from the same time zone, and so I think we'll be able to do this a bit more often now. And uh, sharing our variety of, uh, of opinions and voting strategies, I think it's a very healthy conversation that I hope other people listen to and realize that you know. Just vote, vote, vote how you think is best, yo. Like, you know, just do it. Yeah, do it. Do what you want. Do what makes you feel like lets you sleep well at night and don't let anybody shame you otherwise. That's what I tell. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to do. However you can sleep at night. If you feel good yeah. about it, then then do it. You know, don't don't give into the pressure. I mean, you know, and uh, and uh, be OK if you decide to vote, you know, a bit more mainstream or if, if be OK if you decide to vote a little bit out of that. Just do, you know, do what feels best. So, yeah, that's what we were, we were trying to express today, I think. So, uh 
yeah thanks a lot man for coming on the show if you're listening uh please subscribe please share this episode with everybody uh, in the whole world and uh, we'll be back again soon so thanks a lot peace